0: Recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivia Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts Jonathan. We just described Ric Flair as the end of the man <laughs> and Planet <laughs> of <on> the Apes. <laughs> Chris. Yo, we going down to Sesame Street. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your impression of hardcore rap? No. <laughs> Carmella.
1: That would irritate the hell out of me. I'm like, I just want my groceries. <laughs> <laughs> my ice cream is melting.
0: <laughs> Band
1: four halogens <laughs> in this it was, oh my god you were like it's not the halogens i'm like no Ben, no those
0: damn halogens got me again <laughs> and the rest of the trivial warfare army for another week of fun and games now here's your host jonathan Oakes.
1: welcome back to trivial warfare we are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you this is not jonathan We've kicked Jonathan out of the room again because guess what, ladies? It's the women's episode. Yay. Yay. So I am joined in the room by Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Carmella. Hello. Yes, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We've also got Katie Sikelski. Hello. Tony Rask. Hello. Yep. Hello. And Lisa Wolfish. Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. So we have a room and computer full of ladies. Uh, so Katie, we're going to start with you. I know you've been on the show before, but just remind everyone who you are, what you do and something interesting about yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Katie Sikowski. I live in Ohio. I'm a graphic designer by day and I run a little trivia thing called the Inkling in the evening. I've been interested in trivia my whole life from academic bowl and high school through pub quiz
1: uh, these days. Cool. Tony? Tell people who you are, what you do, and something interesting about yourself, because this is your first time on the show.
3: Yeah, this is my first time. I'm really excited. I'm Tony. I live in Boryang, South Korea, which is on the West Coast, right on the Yellow Sea. I teach English. I have loved trivia my whole life, from memorizing Brain Quest, Flip Cards, in car rides and doing knowledge bowl and making it so no one wants to play Trivial Pursuit with me. <laughs> and uh, pub trivia in college, knowledge bowl, captain three years in a row in high school, like everything. So, uh,
1: Something else that's interesting about Tony. Tony, it is about 1.30 in the afternoon where I am. What time mm.
3: is it where you are? It is 3.30 a.m., Yeah, you so, you're uh, the crazy. middle of the night, you know.
1: I think that is the biggest time difference that we've ever recorded in, so
3: welcome. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think, 14 hours for you guys, yeah, yeah. 14 it's, hours.
1: Yeah, you're yep. in the future, it's Sunday where you are.
3: How so. is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Did anything bad yeah, happen? anything? know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa, I'll tell everyone who you are, what you do, and something interesting about yourself.
4: Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Wolfish. I live just outside of Washington, D.C. Something interesting. I like to travel a lot. Go on, you know, various trips. Cruises. I'm fortunate I get to travel sometimes for work, do some exciting trips. I play in Learned League. I've had some one days, and I have a one day coming up this year also.
1: All right. Awesome. So, uh, like I said, we've kicked Jonathan out of the room. He's literally not even in the room. Lauren. Nope. He's downstairs. He's hanging out with Sebastian, which is cool. So the boys are downstairs. We're upstairs, and we're going to get started. So let's get into Warm It Up, Chris.
0: It's time to warm it up, trivial warfare today and there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA and that's Chris and sometimes Jonathan
1: so our warming up Chris question uh, comes to us from KT Lindeman so thank you very much KT and the theme is familial band names this is a list of familial sounding band names the game is to identify whether or not any members of the band are actually related So I'll give you the band name. You'll tell me if they're related or they're not related. I like this. Yeah. So this sounded pretty cool. Mm, That'll be fun. So Katie, we're going to start with you. All right. The Allman Brothers. I'm going to say yes, related. They are related. Uh, They were formed by the brothers Greg and Dwayne Allman. Tony, you have Mm. Anthony and the Johnsons.
3: No, they're not related. That
1: is correct. They're not related. It was a former project of experimental artist Anony and her collaborators. Lisa, the Partridge Family not related except for two so related I don't know I have it as not related Uh, the Partridge family is a fictional sitcom family so they were all just actors
5: (laughs) so maybe they're related on the show but they're not related in real life that could be
1: I think that's what they meant Denny Bonaduce yeah (laughs) (laughs) Lauren you get the Andrews sisters oh they are related they are it's composed of sisters Laverne, Maxine and Patty Andrews and they're from Minnesota. Are they? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. I didn't know that.
3: <laughs> I'm from Minnesota, too. But that's...
1: <laughs> All right. Katie, the Ying Yang twins. I know little to nothing about them, but I'm going to say not related. They are not related. They were formed by friends Eric Jackson and D'Angelo Holmes. Tony, you get the Ramones.
3: I always forget if... I feel like like two of them were actually related but I'm gonna go not related
1: they were not related they all adopted the last name of Ramon but they weren't actually related that's like the coolest thing in the world to me though I I love the fact that like they all they all did that they're like yeah okay yeah we're just all gonna be fine I'm gonna be Joey Ramon that's what I'm gonna do yeah (laughs) all right Lisa you get the pointer sisters Pointer sisters, I'm going to say yes, related. They are related. They originally consisted of June, Bonnie, Anita, and Ruth Pointer. The group now includes Ruth's daughters, Issa Pointer, and their grand- and granddaughter, Sadako Pointer. So it's like the Pointer grandmothers? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a Pointer family at just this all point. Just all the pointing. The Pointer ladies. The Pointer ladies.
5: <laughs> I want to say something, but I don't want to jinx what's going on. I feel like we've gotten them all right up to this point. Yes, yes, you have. And now I'm probably
1: going to get this wrong. Well, we'll see what happens. Oh, God. (laughs) Sly and the family Stone. (gasps) Not related. They are related. Damn it! I knew it was going to happen that way. (laughs) You jinxed yourself. I did. Not all of the members of the band were related, but the group was originally formed by Sly and Freddie Stone and included their sister, Rose Stone. Okay,
2: fine.
5: Whatever.
1: Katie, (laughs) the Avett Brothers.
2: Okay, I know who they are, but I... Don't know much about their, uh, their their personal life, but I'm going to say not related.
1: They are related. Oh, no. <laughs> they were formed by it's, Brother you just, Scott and whole David. <laughs> I ruined Lord, it. you are the mistress of chaos. <laughs> 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 I'm chaotic. Good.
3: <laughs> Me too. High five. Yeah.
1: All right, Tony, you get hmm. the Cocteau Twins.
3: Never heard of them. <laughs> Me neither, um, so... <laughs> Not related. They
1: are not related. The band is named after a song by Johnny and the Self-Abusers, which, okay. (laughs) Look, man, I didn't write the list, okay? Oh, my. Lisa, you get the Flying Burrito Brothers. The Flying Burrito Brothers. I have no idea. I will guess related. They are not related. The band had dozens of rotating members during their various iterations. I've never heard of the flying Uh, the flying burrito
5: brothers. Now I'm just gonna be you know since I I, I, they sound familiar to me, and I think they're probably like some. There are a lot of uh, classic people that we know um,
1: that were in the band. Yeah, because I'm, I'm kind of curious, because that is a... It makes me want a burrito, not necessarily yeah. a flying one.
5: But. Uh, so, so past were they members... they like a super group? Yeah, they kind of were... Graham Parsons was in it. Oh, wow. Um, I was looking somebody up before. Yeah, there were a lot of people in here, but it was mostly... Gra- yeah, I don't know. Graham Parsons is the only one I recognize offhand. But they were formed in like 1969, and they've, they're still... Kicking it with different members. They're kind of like the Doctor Who of bands. Yeah. <laughs> they just add different people
1: as you go. It sounds like it would be an awesome restaurant, though. Flying Burrito Brothers? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
5: just throw the burrito right in your face. Yes.
1: Lauren, you get Sister Sledge. Uh, I'm going to go related. They are related. The group consists of Debbie, Joni, Kim, and Kathy Sledge. So they are family? They are. Are they the ones who did We Are Family? I think they did. (laughs) Yeah. They are. All right. I think we've got, oh, we got four more. That's perfect. All right. Katie, the Everly Brothers. I believe they are related. They are related. They are Don and Phil Everly. Tony, the Scissor Sisters.
3: Again, I feel like this is one of the bands where like two members are related and the rest of them aren't. Uh, I'm going to say not related.
1: They are maybe. not related. Uh, I love the description okay. on this is uh, the colorful dance pop group is named after stuff that you probably can't talk about on the podcast. That's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> True. That's exactly what they're named after.
1: All right. And let's see here. Lisa, you get the Smiths. The Smiths, the Smiths, not related. They are not related, despite having uh, a song that I really, really, really love. Uh, Morrissey is an insufferable Terrible. human being. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so Morrissey chose the band name because it was the most ordinary name he could think of.
6: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as
1: someone with the last name Smith, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> and last but certainly not least, Lauren, you get Nelson. I don't know. I don't think I've heard of Nelson. I haven't either, okay. so I'm not going to be much help. I have. Uh, b- 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 related. They are related. Huh. So, good guess. Uh, Nelson are twin brothers, Matthew and Gunnar Nelson. Oh! Oh! My cat's Nelson. name is Nelson.
5: Nelson. They oh. Is that Willie Nelson's they son's the long, son? No, they had the long.
2: I think long they were Ricky hair. Nelson's.
5: Rick Nelson's oh, okay. sons. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes,
2: yes. Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm thinking w- Willie Nelson does have a, so- or I have a son that, that is a singer, but.
5: Oh my god. My brother loved this one Nelson song. I think he did. I, I love that your script is like, they're the ones with the long hair. I'm like, that's most no, rock they outfits. Had ri- they had like ridiculous hair. <laughs> I can't live without your love and affection. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel good now.
1: So that was your warm it up, Chris. Which I think that was very fun. It that, was, was fun. that was a yeah, cool that idea. Was, so thank you very much, KT. So ladies, this is going to be on one of the uh, free episodes uh, on the feed. So if you are interested in any of the episodes uh, that twice a month are on the Patreon feed, and as well as all of our past episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash Warfare and for as little as $5 a month you can have access to our entire archive and the two episodes a month that are on the private feed. So there you go, Jonathan. I remembered. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into the game. The game is going to be Lauren and Lisa versus Katie and Tony. I'm hosting, obviously. Uh, So let's go ahead and get into it. Hello, everyone. This is Carmela inviting you to the game is six rounds of trivia goodness. Each round has three questions and each correct answer will get you ten points. And in the middle we'll take a pause for the cause. Which, by the way, what does that even mean, pause for the cause? Ben Jonathan, who wrote this? It we're not we're not pausing. The the game is continuing. Anyway, we have a midpoint. It's worth twenty points. It could be juicy points. It could be regular points, whatever your preference. And then after the sixth round, you can risk it all in a series of themed questions that we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy. So let's get started. All right, your first category in round one is last words. In American Horror Story Coven, Myrtle Snow, played by Frances Carlroy, is a witch on the council with a penchant for high fashion. Toward the end of the series, she is, spoiler alert, Burned at the stake, and her last word is the name of a luxury fashion house founded in nineteen seventeen. What is the name
3: of the fashion house? Ooh, mm. I just watched the season. Like, yeah, I haven't watched the maybe, show.
1: Maybe,
3: <laughs> maybe three months ago. Um, I watched
2: a
1: few episodes, but not from that season. Okay, I yeah, think we're I, gonna lock in. And then, uh, since they're locked in, Tony and Katie, you can talk out loud.
3: okay. um, I know I was just, um I know that she was like very, very high fashion, a lot of quirky um bright colors for a witch. Um, I'm just trying to think of fashion yeah. houses founded that early, especially
2: that would have like bright colors if that's yeah. part of it. Because like I, you know, I,
3: I don't think it's Pulitzer. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it might. I my only thought is that it could be. Oh, it was like maybe it could be Chanel, but um, I don't think that that's almost like the right aesthetic for her. But it could be crazy too. <laughs> Since you've seen
2: it, I. I will yield towards whatever you want to say because I would just be
3: throwing out a random
2: uh, a random uh, luxury house name. So. Man,
3: I was a finalist in the style mini league on learned League too and I just can't um I th- yeah I think I'm okay to lock in with Chanel or Coco Chanel yeah okay
1: Sounds good to me. Lauren, what did you and Lisa go with? Well, I think we both
5: kind of had the same thought sort of at the same time. It was like, uh, what could this be? And then I said, yeah, Chanel. And I kind of pulled into my
1: evening bag of nothing and also took out Chanel.
3: Hmm.
1: Evening bag of nothing. Was it was a Chanel bag of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that was my
1: question. All right. So you guys both went with Chanel. Myrtle Snow, dressed in red and in sunglasses while she's being burned at the stake, screams Balenciaga.
3: Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah.
1: I haven't even heard
2: of that, I don't think. <laughs> Never heard of Balenciaga? Oh, There's a reason I did not play in the style mini leagues.
5: <laughs> I think I probably stopped watching that season once Stevie Nicks was done.
1: Yeah, I could see you doing oh, that. <laughs> that was so definitely great. a post-Stevie Nicks moment. <laughs> yeah.
5: No, I know I watched yeah. it, but I think I rewatched the Stevie Nicks episode and
1: Yeah. that was it. That was it. All right. So moving on to the next category. What's in a name? Iconic Nintendo character Princess Peach made her first appearance in Super Mario Bros. in 1985. While her name was always Peach, in the English translation of the game, the manual had what name listed for her?
3: I think I might need some more brain juice. (laughs) I started with tea. Maybe it should have been something stronger.
2: I have tea over here as well, and it's only herbal. (laughs) Oh, no. I think we're going to lock in.
3: Oh okay. <laughs> um, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, was like, I don't So you've heard
2: this recently?
3: Yeah, and I think it was when I was doing like trying to get some background for I don't even remember what it was. A uh, trivia related something trivia related. I'm sure. Um, like a category at our pub night or something.
2: So was it, like, a real name, or was it, like, Damsel in Distress, or, you know, uh, female number two, or something like
1: that? Something generic. You might know me for my credits as female number two. (laughs)
3: Number two. Something related to Bowser, or... Um, did was Bowser even in the early games? I assume he was. Oh, yeah. Wait, I think maybe sorry. I um, just realized that it's you know 3.30 in the morning and my neighbors might be sleeping. Oh okay. I'm like, so. you can
1: be as loud as you want with us. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Um <laughs> is this something to do with Koopa Troopa or I feel like Queen Koopa? I don't know. Like yeah, like Princess Koopa like Princess. Koopa Peach or Peach Koopa or, like, specifically, like, maybe just Koopa, like, Peach Koopa?
2: That sounds fine to me. I've I've never heard it, so, but I haven't heard the, you know, I I have no reason I I would have heard the right answer, so it's not going to sound familiar to me.
3: Yeah, I'm not a big gamer, so I, like, you know, I've played Mario, but... Same. I'm not crazy <laughs> about a lot of Nintendo offerings. So, it would be maybe like Peach Koopa. Sounds good to me. All yeah. right. We'll lock in Koopa. With Peach Koopa Lauren and Lisa.
5: Lisa, do you want to start? Do you have, I I don't know. You did you have We didn't really talk all that much about it. Oh. No, because <laughs> she heard she was like I'm not I'm not really into video games and I said, "Okay, but uh I re- my brother played this quite a bit and my
1: brain seemed to remember Princess Toadstool." So that's what we went with. Like I said, her name was always Peach, but Americans knew her as Princess Toadstool. Oh, no.
3: Toadstool is the answer.
1: Good one, Lauren. Thank you. Your last category in the round is who run the world? Girls. (laughs)
6: Girls.
1: (laughs) What species of primates, formerly known as pygmy chimpanzees, have a social structure based on the females of the group? Behavior studies of the species show that males of the group receive their status from the status of their mothers, and that this particular species is shown to be less aggressive and have higher conflict resolution than most other great ape species. we Oh, crap. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing Nothing is ringing a bell
5: off the top for me. So they're not going to be like your, your lemurs or whatever like that, because they're going to be pygmy chimpanzees, so they're not going to have tails. So we can take... Lemur, marmoset, all that kind of stuff off the table, I guess. Pygmy chimpanzees.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to think of small species like that.
5: It's not a dwarf monkey, is it?
4: (laughs) And my axe. So you think we're looking for something with no tails?
5: Pygmy chimpanzee, I would would assume, right? Because that's kind of, you know, chimpanzees, right? So what's smaller than a chimp? Could be, could be. I feel like I could sit here almost all day. I know. I am just not coming up with something. Uh, No, I've got nothing either. I'm just going to play off the last one. We could lock in with Diddy Kong.
1: Diddy Kong. All right. (laughs) Diddy
5: Kong. Cool.
1: That that sounds fine (laughs) or, uh, yeah. Wrong. (laughs) All right. Katie and Tony, what did you guys lock in with? Given the the part of the clue about
2: pygmy chimpanzees, uh, we went uh, bonobo because I know they're uh, also a... A great ape and uh they're definitely smaller than a chimp
1: oh so they are a matriarchal society um they actually do a lot of conflict resolution through sexual relation and uh they are called bonobos
5: bonobos see you know my boss just started wearing nicer clothes to work and i looked at him and i said kevin What's with all the bonobos. nice new clothes? And he was like, I got them at Bonobos, <laughs> which is a men's clothier. So I've been saying mm-hmm. Bonobos, like, <laughs> for a month now. And I look at him and I'll go, Bonobos? He's like, yeah, Bonobos. And I, I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. You know, pygmy chimps running around in little polo shirts. <laughs>
1: All right, so that brings us to the end of the first round. Uh, Lauren and Lisa have 10, and Katie and Tony have 10. So we're all tied up. At least there's that. (laughs) I didn't lock anyone out in the first round, which is always my fear. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. (laughs) No problem.
0: Hey, everybody, this is Jonathan. I am sorry. I know I didn't want to have a male voice in this whole show either. I really respect the idea of the all-women's episode being all-women, but we've got to pay the bills. So I want to tell you that today's show is sponsored by HelloFresh. That's right. You can get your man cooking in the kitchen with HelloFresh because it's that easy. So what is it? It is a meal kit delivery service. They shop, they plan, they deliver, they give you step-by-step recipes. All the ingredients are pre-measured. All you have to do is cook, eat, and enjoy. And trust me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And when I say it, I mean things like the sweet apple pork tenderloin that I made the other night. I never thought in my life I could say that I made a sweet apple pork tenderloin. But that's what I did. It was fantastic. And it was easy. The tenderloin is topped with some uh, sautéed, apples that just add this bit of sweetness to it and uh there's also so it also has snap peas and uh, cauliflower mash so this wasn't just cauliflower it's mashed potatoes there's lots of potatoes but it's about one third cauliflower so i got some extra veggies without losing the consistency and the taste of the mashed potatoes it was so freaking good And that's the way HelloFresh works. Uh, They like to say that they make conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. And you know what? It's not just ad copy, guys. It's awesome. It's really true. You get seasonal recipes. They're simple. All the ingredients are ready. They're delivered to you pre-measured, easy to use every week. It only takes 30 minutes from the point where you pull the food out to the point where you're eating I use less than two pots or pans every time, which means I don't spend all night cleaning up all the stuff that I used. And I have variety. I can go with the classic plan. I can go with the veggie plan. If I have a bigger group, I can do the family plan. And if I want to switch, I can switch. No must, no fuss. Whenever I want to, I can change my plan. You can try it yourself you can actually get $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. If you haven't tried it yet, now's the time. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TWA80 and enter promo code TWA80. That's right. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash TWA80 and enter promo code TWA80. All right, let's get back to the ladies and the start of the second round.
1: All right, your first category in round two is First Ladies. In 1994, the album Funkified was released and peaked at number 11 on the Billboard 200. It sold over a million copies, making it the first time a female solo rapper went platinum. Who is the rapper?
5: I think we're locked in. All right. Oh, we can talk now. Yes. so i mean we've been going back and forth a little bit here we each kind of have an answer that we're not really sure about one way or another so it's more of a we have to do kind of a verbal coin flip to decide which one to go with
4: yeah i mean the only thing i thought of 1994 the timing seems a little bit right for the whole sister soldier controversy with Bill Clinton, but I don't know if she would have sold a million copies and had a platinum album.
5: Yeah. And my, my guess was Missy Elliott, given that she was kind of big in the, in the later nineties. So, so like a 94 debut sounded like the timing might make sense. But again, I don't really know. Rap music is not my milieu. So this yeah, is more, same. Of, uh, I know. So this is kind of a, whichever one we want to go with it, I'll let you pick lock one in i'm cool yeah let's we'll we'll go i think missy
4: elliott seems to be a little bit better of an answer i'm not clear but we just have to pick okay so so we'll lock in that all right
2: katie and tony go ahead katie (laughs) (laughs) we listed out um a a handful of, of female rappers and uh Based on, I think, mostly timing and also the album title sounded like something she'd do. So on the basis of that, we also locked in
1: with Missy, Misdemeanor Elliot. All right. Missy Elliot is fantastic. I personally love Missy Elliot, but it is a little early for Missy Elliot. The person I'm looking for is uh, DeBrat. i Oh. Never heard, never heard
5: of DeBrat. Never heard of DeBrat? Nope. Yeah, I've heard of
1: DeBrat's daughter. I've dog. heard of her, but was, was never going to pop up in my mind this morning. So And Sister Soldier of Public Enemy, I think she was going solo around that time, but it wasn't quite, quite the right year for her either. Well, well, now we know it was DeBrett. DeBrett. <laughs> yes. All right, next category. Women belong in the House and Senate. Hmm. The 2018 U.S. midterm elections brought about a lot of changes. Including the first openly bisexual person to be elected to the U.S. Senate, Kirsten Cinema. Subsequently, this is the only the second time a member of the LGBTQ community has been elected to the Senate. She is also the first woman to be elected to the Senate for her southwestern state. What state is Miss Cinema a senator for? Can you? Mad.
3: Sp- uh, never yeah, mind. I was going to ask I, if We're locked in. Her I can lock thing, that
1: in. You guys are locked in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Any thoughts? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, um, being in South Korea, I tend to miss a lot. Not that it's a great excuse for being uninformed, but it's a little bit of one. Did Carmela say Southwestern? She did. State? Yep. Okay. I mean, thankfully, the states are pretty large out there. Right. Um, right. am yep. just
1: thinking of. <laughs> yeah. It's not like asking for the Northeast. <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you know, you have one in, one in 12 to pick, one in 10 to pick from versus, so I I'm guessing it's not Utah and it's not, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's not Utah. And I don't think, because did Arizona have two elections this time around? I don't remember when John McCain passed away. John McCain. Uh, I,
2: yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, and I definitely do remember seeing a headline about this. I just don't remember the state. My first thought it was New Mexico, but uh, not necessarily based on anything. Nevada would be an
3: option, too. Nevada would be. I thought about Nevada. I remember. And I could be thinking back too far um, to 2016, but (laughs) I think we all feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, I could be thinking back to 2016, and I remember there was um, there was a lot of talk about Nevada in the primaries for the first time, um, how liberal some of the um, candidates were for one of the House seats in um, Las Vegas, but.
2: If you, if you want to go Nevada, I'm perfectly fine with that because I definitely I'm, I'm not confident.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, let's lock in with Nevada. Sounds good.
2: That was a
5: roll of the dice, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. s- cosmic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I got an eye roll from that. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, what did
5: you and Lisa go with? Lisa, we both knew this one. Yeah, this was one of those
4: elections that took a little while. I think for the outcome to uh, come clear in the
1: mm-hmm. in the counting, but it's Arizona. So she replaced uh, Jeff Flake, who no. decided not to run for reelection in the state of Arizona. No. We...
6: No. <laughs> so uh,
1: the first uh, member of the LGBTQ community that was elected to the Senate, her name was uh, Tammy. She's from Wisconsin. Uh Yeah, Tammy. um, Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin was uh, she was the first openly LGBTQ person in the Senate when she was elected in 2012. So let's finish out round two with based on a true story, (laughs) kind (laughs) of. What 90s movie features Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine as a recovering addict daughter and her mother? It was based on a book written by a recovering drug addict and semi-based it on her own life and her mother's.
5: (laughs) We're going to lock in, but I'm typing to Lisa and I was saying, going to lock but my phone autocorrected.
1: (laughs) How many times do you write the word poop that it just automatically autocorrects for you? I (laughs) got to say stop. The autocorrect is really funny. Oh my god, I know cuz every-
4: she
5: kept trying to say Arizona but it kept, she kept going ax 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 ax
1: <laughs> See you guys locking in. Yes. All right.
5: <laughs> I, kept, I almost said it, that she would have been like why is
6: she telling me this? <laughs> awesome <laughs> she can see you
3: <laughs> anyway Katie and Tony you can talk sorry Lauren has the most infectious one she does <laughs> and she thinks poop is so funny I know. when I first got on the, the, the chat I was like oh I just want to say poop and
6: see what happens.
4: <laughs> I know when, when Jonathan told me I'd be paired up with Lauren, I'm like,
6: yes.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're adoring poop fans. <laughs> her her phone can corrects everything to poop. Just about. <laughs> yep. All
2: right. So uh we were actually uh just just about ready to lock in. So yeah. we were both yeah. We were both pretty sure that it was uh, one of uh, Carrie Fisher's books.
1: Postcards from the Edge. That's what we're locking in with. All right. And uh, Lauren and Lisa, what did you poop with? (laughs) Lisa, you
5: talk about it because this was all you.
1: (laughs) So you
4: guys should know my recall is actually really bad. So when I play trivia with my team, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was the guy who was in this, or it was the person. She wrote that. But I never can think of names right away. So I'm typing, it's the Princess Leia book, <laughs> to try to come up with Carrie Fisher.
1: <laughs> so we also said Postcards from the Edge. So it is a book written by Carrie Fisher, and she based it semi on her own life and uh, and her relationship with Debbie Reynolds. And it is called Postcards from the Edge. Ooh. Hey. Yay. So at the end of the second round, Lauren and Lisa have 30 and Katie and Tony have 20. So that's not, that's not terrible. I mean, I just, I wrote really hard questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have very narrow
5: wheelhouses,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, hopefully we're done with the rap questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, so it's February. So uh, everything I've read this month has been by a, Uh, a black author, an African-American author. So this past week I read Chuck D presents this day in hip hop and rap history. (laughs) So Uh, I have it all on the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Getting into round three, your first category is whoops. In Jurassic park, the scientists make all the dinosaurs female in order to maintain control of the population. But as Ian Malcolm says, life uh, finds a way. (laughs) <laughs> and it turns out that it did because the particular species that the dinosaurs use, or that the scientists used to fill in the gaps in the dino DNA changes sex in a single sex environment and allowed the dinosaurs to do the same. What kind of animal did the scientists splice in?
3: Oh, I think I well, let's chat about it.
2: We're locked in. All right.
3: Well, great. All right. <laughs> Well, they were faster. It was a...
2: uh, what, what were you thinking?
3: Um, wasn't it a frog? It was like an amphibia, amphibian of some sort, wasn't it?
2: I am also pretty what? sure it was a frog. It's been over 10 years since I've either seen it or taken the uh, biology class I'm about to refer to. But I did a presentation on how scientifically possible that was. <laughs> it was, it was a, a very basic level thing. It was a science class for non-science majors and we ah, just nice. had to yeah i think the assignment was to find a movie that has science in it and then talk about if it was real or not <laughs> anyway uh frog sounds right about that
3: yeah the uh, lock-in with frog all right
1: lisa lauren you locked in pretty quickly yeah we said frog frog all right uh specifically it was a west african bullfrog but i was looking for frogs hello my baby hello my darling hello <laughs> my time <right-time> girl <laughs> I kind of want that animated DNA guy to, like, animate different things in my life. (laughs) Dino DNA. (laughs) (laughs) All right, your next category is in love and art. Danish painter Gerda Wegner was famous for her Art Nouveau and Art Deco portraits of fashionable women in the early 20th century. Many people were shocked to find out that her favorite model to paint was actually her spouse, a transgender woman. Their lives and story was fictionalized in the book and film The Danish Girl. What was the name of Gerda's spouse? Oh, Oh, no. We've hit our stride. We're locking in. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that frees up Katie and Tony. I was aware of the story
2: being a movie. I don't know it.
3: Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, I know who... Played her in the movie, but I don't know her name. Should we? I've. What's a good Danish name? i like
2: assuming.
1: I know that, cheese. Danish cheese. Cheese Danish. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> uh,
3: I was like, I know that I've read about her before, and I don't know. I I can't think of any Danish names. My the only Danish person I know's name is Suzanne, but I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling we're not gonna get this, so yeah, we can lock yeah. in with Suzanne. <laughs>
3: <laughs> not sure that. Okay,
2: or or pick something. I don't. know. I, I haven't seen the movie or uh, read much about the story, so
3: I, I did, but it's been a couple years since I looked into it at all, and didn't stick with me. Mm, yeah how about suzanne
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right suzanne
1: all right lauren and lisa
5: lisa was on this like a like a shot i was like i was in my head taking step to get there then as soon as she said the answer i was like yes this is it so lisa you came up with it i'm gonna let you say it yeah
1: i'm hoping i got the last name right but we said lily elba So in the movie, The Danish Girl, this role was played by Eddie Redmayne, who you may know as uh, Newt Scamander from the Fantastic Beasts movies. And the, oh my God, where did my thought go? (laughs) The name of the Danish girl was? (laughs) There, there we go. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I completely lost it. Uh, Lily Elby or Elba. Yay! Name. Uh, so Lily Good was job. actually also a painter. Uh, they met in art school. They got married. And after uh, Lily transitioned in uh, Denmark, it was actually illegal for two women to be married. So they had to annul their marriage. Mm. And unfortunately, Lily passed away about a year after uh, her start of transition uh, due to an infection from a uterus transplant. Ugh. Like I said, the Danish girl is actually pretty fictionalized. It, it It's like kind of based on their lives, but they did change a lot of details mm-hmm. because they didn't know everything about Lily. So
5: yeah, I'm one of those people that when I watch movies... I like, I always, uh, I'm, I'm like searching online, like while I'm watching it, especially if it's one that's like based on a true story. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like, how true is this? <laughs> you know, I've got my phone out. I'm like, yeah. I miss important bits of dialogue and then I get scolded for it.
4: And... <laughs> <laughs> I cannot watch biopics without
1: Wikipedia. Oh, open. that's true. Yeah, I do yeah. that too. <laughs> can't, can't do it. I'm also can't that person it. with IMDb up going, who is that guy? I know that guy. Yeah. Oh, yep. it's that
3: guy. All the time.
1: Yep. All right. Your last. Uh, category and a half is pay her. Lizzie Maggie developed a board game called The Landlord's Game and patented it in 1903. The game was developed as a means to explain the Georgia's single tax theory and went through several iterations. The game was popular in the Midwest and was subsequently played by Charles Darrow. Darrow made a virtually identical game called Monopoly and sold it to what game company?
3: We're locked in.
1: No, that the game company. Yeah, I need D- the oh, yeah, game okay, company. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay,
2: okay. Yeah. We're locked in then.
1: Okay, <laughs> so they're locked in. Uh, Lisa and Lauren, that does free you up.
5: Okay, um, I believe you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, it's... <laughs> I have
4: not played Monopoly in quite some time. It's
6: one of the other.
5: It's one or the other. It's either Milton Bradley <laughs> or Parker other? Brothers. It's one or the other.
1: So are we doing we that coin again? Them.
5: Shoot.
4: Um uh Milton Bradley sounds okay. I'm trying to think why Parker Brothers came into my head. I'm trying to think why Milton Bradley um, came into
6: my head. <laughs> 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 you
5: like
1: the name Milton.
5: <laughs> Milton. Of course, you know, we were all sitting there, Monopoly, Monopoly. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then I was ready to be like, Atlantic City. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Mount Vernon Avenue. Community um, Chest. <laughs>
1: That's my name in college.
4: <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, Milton Bradley sounds, the more I think about it, sounds good.
5: Uh Again, I don't have much thunder. I don't know.
4: I'm trying to think if the name was like on the board somewhere. I don't know. It's a coin flip for me at this point.
5: I will let you pick. I don't care. Oh, and you awesome. don't have to, you know, f- yeah. feel one way or another. That's I don't I don't I don't know. OK. All right. we right. we'll walk, we'll you know, Parker. Brothers. Yeah. Go with you. I think I like what you're saying.
1: I don't know why, but we'll try it. So, what are you guys going with? Parker Brothers. All right. Katie and Tony. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. So, I was like, I just messaged Katie that this is agonizing. <laughs> I'm really bad. I have like the worst poker face. <laughs> but yeah, we both like typed to each other as you're reading the question Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> four words um, Yeah. And I figured that was the easy part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we went with Parker Brothers.
1: All right, Uh, Maggie actually tried to sell it to the same company before Darrow did, but they rejected it as being, quote unquote, too political, but then bought the same, basically the exact same game from Darrow, and that was Parker Brothers. Yay! Yay. Cool, cool. Cool. Excellent. Mm -hmm. All right, so going into the midpoint, Lisa and Lauren have 60, and Katie and Tony have 40. Lauren and Lisa, you swept that round. You got everything right. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah. Sweeping, just like women should.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm
5: going to go make myself a sandwich. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Your midpoint category is famous wives. Oh, dear. I'm going to give you the name of a famous spouse. And I would like you to give me the name of their at least equally famous wives. Your names are uh, actor Matthew Broderick, actress and photographer Alexandra Hedison, author Neil Gaiman, and rapper Biggie Smalls. So these are all people that they are currently married to, or in the case of Biggie Smalls, who he was married to at the time of death. All right, we're locked
3: in. Okay.
1: So Lauren and Lisa? Okay. Yeah. So
5: we pretty quickly came to a couple of them. We had um, Sarah Jessica Parker with Matthew Broderick and Amanda Palmer with Neil Gaiman, and then we were kind of thinking about the other two. So that's where we are. We're thinking about the other two.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we were were thinking who... Some, someone who might be with a actress and photographer. I don't know why Rosie O'Donnell just came to mind. Um, threw out some ideas before that were not right. I think um, and Biggie Smalls. I don't did not have any ideas on, but uh, Lauren did.
5: Now I'm I'm not like super into rap, but I do enjoy a good like murder. You know feel th- really, like a good mystery <laughs> Mystery Yeah Yeah I don't I don't advocate for murder But I en- no. You know I enjoy I enjoy You know Watching people Try and you know Figure those things out And, right. and all that stuff So So I've seen Many You know Different levels Of, of documentary About the whole Notorious B.I.G. Type Type thing And stuff And so I was like I'm picturing I can see this woman's face Like I can see her face I, I kept going I was, like, I was like Faith 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 something Faith something Faith 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 something And so I remembered it was like a normal-ish name. And then finally, I was like, oh, it's got to be Faith Evans. It's got to be Faith Evans. So that's what I've got for that. Now we're just thinking about who this photographer slash actress is married to.
4: Yeah, I I don't know the name. So nothing really is coming to me on that. I have nothing for that either. Yeah, I was trying to think of somebody you know, else maybe in the photography world. But people I'm thinking of, I
5: don't think are correct i don't really know many people in the photography world so that's not even gonna really help me
6: (laughs) i'm like i don't know
5: i i don't have an answer all right then i'm just gonna put suzanne
1: Uh. (laughs) is that gonna be like the default answer answer every time you guys don't know something is suzanne probably okay
6: suzanne
5: could be it yeah Yeah. i'm gonna go with suzanne okay
1: Just mononym like Madonna. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Suzanne. All right. So uh, go ahead and give me your four answers again. We have Matthew Broderick with
5: Sarah Jessica Parker, um, Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer, Biggie Smalls and Faith Evans, and then this Alex person that I've never heard of, and Suzanne. All right. Mm.
3: Katie and Tony, what'd you guys go with? We knew uh, Matthew Broderick was married to Sarah Jessica Parker and Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer. Um, you, I know, have talked about her quite a bit on the show, which, you know, helps. Katie's amazing and came up with Faith Evans. I just was spinning my wheels. And then I think, or at least it's a good uh, guess, I think Alexandra Hedison is married to Jody Foster.
1: Matthew Broderick is married to SJP. Neil Gaiman is married to, as Ben Folds would call her, Amanda F***. Palmer <laughs> oh dear it's, true. it's out of affection <laughs> Biggie Smalls was married to Faith Evans oh and Alexandra Hedison uh was is married to Jody Foster
6: oh wait a be
5: so so it's not you. Suzanne not Suzanne, not, like Suzanne.
1: not Suzanne Foster <laughs> Jodie Suzanne. Foster no, no. oh so Katie and Tony you got all four and Lauren and Lisa you got three So at the end of the midpoint, Lisa and Lauren have 75, and Katie and Tony have 60.
0: Hey everybody, it's Jonathan again. That is the end of the first half, and before we go on to the second half, I want to let you know that today's all-women's episode is sponsored by Blinkist. We've been advertising for Blinkist for three months now, and if you haven't downloaded it yet, now... Is the time it is fantastic in a world where we don't have any time, where we want to be smart, where we want to be educated, but just don't have the time to spend studying and learning? Blinkist is the answer. Blinkist is an app, you can put it on your phone, and you have access immediately to thousands of nonfiction books. But it's not here's the whole book, they've taken the time to condense the books down to 15-minute summaries. They have little pages that they call them Blinks. You can either listen to them like a podcast or you can read them. In 15 minutes, you have the whole book. You, you get all of the main points, all of the key takeaways. You even get some of the emotion of it, but you don't spend a week, two weeks, or a month trying to get through it. There are 8 million people using Blinkist right now. If you can't tell, I like it. I I like it a lot. I uh, I read books at stoplights. There's this one stoplight on my way to work, and it takes five minutes, six minutes to cycle through. I get through half of a book at a morning stoplight. Sometimes I uh, I start it. I get to my office, and I just sit in the car and finish. I take five more minutes and finish the whole thing, and I'm done. I love that. It's so fast. It's so convenient. Uh, recently, we had a learned league question. And the answers were about Michelle Obama's becoming, which I got right, and uh, Tara Westover's Educated, which I got wrong. I didn't know; I, I had never heard of it. But with Blinkist, I've gone back and I've I've read the blinks for Educated, and so now I know it's a book about a woman who was raised as a kid in a in a frankly a scary household, a radical Mormonism in in the hills of Idaho. And uh, how she ended up getting out of that and how she how she actually got admitted to college and got a Ph.D. from Cambridge. And I mean, it's actually it's a riveting tale. It's super interesting. But I didn't have to go buy the book. I didn't have to spend a week getting through it. I, I did it in 10 minutes. Another one that's great for people like us, factfulness, 10 reasons why we're wrong about the world and why things are better than you think. Uh, This is by Von Hans Rosling, Ola Rosling, and Anna Rosling Runland. They give you stats, they give you information, and what they show you really quickly is that even though things feel crappy in today's day and age, it feels like things are awful, they're so much better than they were 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. We've come so far and we're improving all the time. And they end it with actionable advice about how to keep it going uh, by educating your kids and and really focusing on them. Uh, You know, it's kind of moving. It's a reminder. It makes you feel better about where we are and knowing that we've come a long way and that we're still moving. Uh, You know, those are two books that I would have never read. And I promise you that I would have never read them. But because I have Blinkist, I have now. So... Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience, okay? Trivial Warfare listeners, go to Blinkist.com slash T-W-A to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash T-W-A to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist.com slash twa. Guys, in seven days, you'll be hooked. All right, let's get on with the second half of today's game.
1: All right, we're just moving right along because we're efficient. Efficient women. (laughs) We're efficient women. (laughs) You know, we're not going to be sitting here for three hours like I normally do. Oh, anyway,
3: yeah, yeah, no, seriously. Some of the dudes think for way too long sometimes.
1: And it's not yeah, even the I, thinking. I couldn't drink that much. It's the, it's the, oh, here's this 10-minute conversation, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about fountain pens again. Yeah, we can definitely do that. I love fountain pens. Well,
5: I think it's just, here's the example that I've always had. When I was younger, I was a very active Girl Scout And my Mm -hmm. dad and brother were very active with the Boy Scouts. Like, my dad was a a leader and all that stuff, right? And so I always got dragged along to these, you know, Boy Scout banquets. Yeah. And they would go on forever. (laughs) And then I got to go to a Girl Scout banquet, and it was over in 45 minutes. (laughs) Because they're like first of all, they did it like at breakfast before work. Yeah. So like you had breakfast foods, which is the best of all foods. And then <laughs> it was done in 45 minutes. And I looked at the lady who was in charge of it. And I said, I've been to Boy Scout things like this that have gone on for three hours. And she's like, well, we're women, we know how to do
2: things. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> There's studies about meetings that are all men versus meeting like business meetings that are all women and the all female meetings. Are quicker and like have more actionable
1: outcomes at the end. <laughs> I'm a pretty quiet person. So I don't, when I talk, I, I just kind of like, here, this is what I wanted to say.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't really, you know, flower up my language or whatever. My boyfriend, Waco, uh, he's a very verbose person. So <laughs> he'll be telling me a story and I'm like, okay. And Breathy, I love him to death and I love that he does it. But I'm just like, wow, I, that, that would have taken me two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> hey, They're all, have that, to add ever, all that way. They're
4: all
5: that way. It's the same. I feel like we all go through the same thing. Yeah. I know I do. Oh, Daniel talks a lot. Yeah. With it. But it's cute because it's got a Long Island accent. Yeah. You know? So it's like, so, so I was hanging Islands. with Joey Paisano and this is what happened. I'm like, oh.
1: All right, getting into round four. Your first category is multi-talented and multidisciplined. disciplined Recording artist and fashion icon Rihanna has multiple awards for her music, including nine Grammy Awards, and she also holds several Guinness World Records. She is equally known for her bold fashion and was co-chair for the 2018 Met Gala. In 2017, she started a makeup brand known for its diverse range of foundation shades and products that are universally flattering on a variety of skin tones. What is the name of that makeup brand? We're locked in. <laughs> Did you say poop again? Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh, Okay.
6: <laughs> yeah.
5: We can talk out loud now. They've locked in. Okay. Um yeah, I think
4: wasn't this on an inkling? It was. <laughs> I think it was and I didn't. Oh, know Oh it was, it, wasn't my it? Sister, <laughs> my sister my sister knew it. So I, I'm pretty sure it's Fenty.
5: I'm good with that, so I'm we're gonna we're gonna. You get ready, good to lock with that. I'm good to lock with that.
2: Yeah, we're good to lock. Okay. Well, now I'm now I'm mad that it was in the inkling because without that, you might have not gotten it. But mm-hmm. I gave you the right answer unintentionally. Uh, we locked in
1: with Fenty as well.
6: Katie, I actually <laughs>
1: forgot that that was on the inkling. <laughs> I got it right because I used the products, <laughs> but it's actually Rihanna's last name, and it is Fenty Beauty. So her name is Rihanna Fenty. I did not know that until yeah. she released that makeup brand. Well, that's something. Those
5: are, do you ever meet people whose like, first and last names like, just don't match? Yeah. You know? My last name's Smith. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true.
1: Yeah. No, it fits. So
5: it's
1: one of those things. So you guys both got that. Your next category is warrior women. In Old Norse myths, what women, whose name translates from chooser of the slain, bring half the warriors that were slain in battle to Valhalla? We're locked in. Alright.
4: Uh... Yeah, I'm Yeah, I I don't know, and it's really sad because I just started reading Norse mythology from Neil Gaiman.
5: And don't know that I've come across this one yet. Jeez, Louise, I feel very ashamed. I know that I'm I'm very distantly descended from like the Viking at some point, like yeah. way way back there. And I was like, man, I should know this.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to think of old Norse names or things that might have come down from that. That I mean, I'll, uh, yeah, sort of known names now.
6: Uh.
5: All I know is the stuff that you see in Marvel movies. That's like my, that's where I'm reaching from right now, but I don't know. And then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's Freya, there's Thor's wife. I can't remember Loki's.
4: Is there a Old Norse version of Susan we want to go with?
5: <laughs> Susan Daughter. Yeah, Susan Daughter. Yeah. Gosh. You know, and the thing that sucks about this is that as soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. All right. Probably. That's it. I, I don't know. And for the sake of, you know, women's efficiency, we should just.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not
5: I'm not thinking of a
4: reasonable guess.
5: Yeah. I'm not going to pull anything out either. So I guess um, is that we're looking for a race of women or just a particular woman.
1: What women, women, whose name translates? Oh, oh, oh,
4: if it's women, maybe I heard it wrong, too. Maybe it's the Valkyries.
5: Oh, there you go. I'm well, I as like that. I like that very much. I'm going to also in the Marvel movies. Ah, I think there was a Valkyrie in the Marvel movies. That's all I got. That sounds as good as anything to me. That's fine. All right.
1: Tony, are you going to flip your table?
3: Just flip my table. <laughs> uh, yeah, we said Valkyrie. Or Valkyries.
1: So there is a character, I believe it's in Thor Ragnarok, uh, named Valkyrie. Played by Tessa Thompson. She's so cool. <laughs> so uh, it is Valkyries. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So the Valkyries bring half of the dead to Odin and Valhalla. The other half go to Freya in a place called Folkwagner. Uh, Vonger. Folkwagner. I don't know what that is, but that's where they go. All right. Your last category in the round is Push It Real Good. (laughs) The groundbreaking hip-hop groups Salt and Peppa changed the face of hip-hop with their lyrical openness about sexuality and thoughts on men. The group consists of Cheryl James, a.k.a. Salt, Sandra Denton, a.k.a. Peppa, and Deidre Roper. What is Deidre Roper's stage name? I was told there'd
3: be no more rap. (laughs) <laughs> i didn't I'm say anything you didn't you were like you're like really non-committal about the fact that there's going to be more rap questions we're locked in yeah yeah oh wait us as well
1: oh cool oh. so who I, wants to answer oh. first i'm <laughs> oh, sorry did you need to did you need to talk about it? no they're they're I'm locked sorry. in okay. too <laughs> okay sorry
3: go for it katie
1: <laughs> uh, dj spinderella Okay. We also said Spinderella. DJ Roper is DJ Spinderella. Woo. See, you guys know some hip hop. I never complained. I,
2: I'm I'm decent. I just didn't know about DeBrett. <laughs> and the
4: Gauntlet category is more hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> more hip hop. Oh, no, please. Hip hop, I haven't asked yet.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much. I, I have a whole Spotify playlist of female rappers. Yeah.
1: So I'm, <laughs> it's I'm pretty, pretty much quiet. the only rap I listen to is female rap. Well, yeah,
5: that makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, but Spotify did tell me that based off of my listening habits in 2018, <laughs> that my musical uh, genre of choice is mellow gold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically you listen to old uh, ladies in rock. <laughs> ladies in rock. And I've been into Christopher Cross lately. Yeah. <laughs>
5: the best that you can do is fall
1: in love I don't even I'm not even ashamed it's okay I go from the bell brigade to cardi b so (laughs) (laughs) all right so at the end of the fourth round uh, everyone got all the questions right in that round Lauren and Lisa have 105 and Katie and Tony have 90 your first category in round five is power in disguise in the popular Nintendo game The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Princess Zelda aids Link while disguised to hide her identity. What was Zelda's alias while in this disguise? The name is also the title for a ruler of a tribe.
3: I- mm. Mm. All right, we're locked in.
1: Okay, so
5: Lisa, we can talk now. And um, I, uh, this is, Zelda was not my thing. So, all we're really going off of is the last line in the question, um,
1: synonym for the the leader of a tribe. So... do you have to reach into your Chanel bag of nothing? (laughs) We might might find a cough drop in there. Yeah, yeah, a cough drop. So, stick a gum. We were
5: going back and forth a little bit. You know, we started thinking it was like, like female stuff, like queen or priestess or this, that, and the other. But then... Lisa went with, you said, you said chieftain and then narrowed it down to, to chief. And I think that m- might be where we're ultimately going to land. Yeah, maybe, maybe chieftain or chief. Chief seems like it's more v- video gamey. I don't know why, because yeah. like, it's monosyllabic. I don't know. But yeah, so that's, once again, to uh, to paraphrase Christopher Cross, it's the best that we can do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
1: yeah, we're going to lock in with, with Chief because we got nothing else. All right. Tony and Katie, you guys went back and forth quite a bit.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, we locked in with Chief Dis. Um, I had a thought that there's maybe more to it. So if you want more, I can maybe give more. But we locked in with Chief Dis.
1: All right. So uh, you are right, in, Lauren, that it is monosyllabic. Oh, no. the word I am looking for is sheik. Sheik, oh, oh. it sounds a little familiar, yeah. Sheika, I haven't played it, so. is, uh, she's dressed up as Sheik, uh, supposed to be a member of the quote Sheikah tribe, and um, at the end. Uh, she reveals that she is in fact Zelda. So Sheik is coincidentally also my favorite character to play in Smash. So if anyone wants to play Smash. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh. I see. I've played. So I don't see. I kind of didn't know the context of it when I yeah I played that all those years ago. Okay.
1: All right. So your next question is an obligatory sports question lady edition. <laughs> Yay. <Sports. laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There was an uproar in, tw- in the 2018 U.S. Open when favorite Serena Williams lost to a young newcomer. That same player also just won the Australian Open for a total of two straight Grand Slam wins. What is the name of this player? Crikey. We're locked in. All right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I like what you said, Lisa. <laughs>
1: Are you going to share with the
5: class? (laughs) I'm going to let her share with the class because it was her.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, neither of us had had any idea. I remember the whole controversy with Serena Williams and how it was, you know, kind of not fair that she got disciplined and and uh, got bad reaction from the judges for behavior that You know, other players would have exhibited and not gotten in trouble for men. Uh, But uh, (laughs) yes, men, male players. And I can't remember. I know she did a whole, you know, post about it and whatnot. But not knowing, we decided a good name for a player would be Tasha Serveswell. (laughs) well.
2: I think her first name's Suzanne. <laughs> Suzanne. This, is her, well. oh, this yeah. is her sister. Oh, this is her sister.
1: Yeah. You know what? I, As someone who makes up silly names all the time, I like that a lot. That, that's a good one. That's probably one of my favorites. So is that what you guys are going
5: with? Uh, Tasha serves Yes, well? we're going to go with uh, Tasha serves well. Okay.
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Katie and Tony? Uh, we locked in with Osaka. So uh, the player that just won the Australian Open, uh, she's actually only 21 years old. Her name is Naomi Osaka. Oh, good for you. Nice. Nice job. All right. So let's finish out round five with snatching trophies. Completing an EGOT is a difficult thing to achieve. So much so that only 15 individuals have done so in the last 57 years. The most recent woman to earn an EGOT was Whoopi goldberg in 2002 name any of the other three women who've earned an egot uh we're locked in okay i don't
3: know more than one <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah um lisa's had mentioned uh rita marino and like i'm 100 percent, absolutely as soon as you said it i was like yeah it's gotta yeah, be yeah
4: it's Sounds really familiar. I know sometimes there are like traps of people not getting competitive Oscars. So they don't really have an EGOT or uh, honorary Tonys or something. But Mm -hmm. I think that Rita Moreno has
5: one. Yeah, I feel like she's legit with it. So I'm down to lock that in if you want to. Okay. Yeah, we can lock that. Cool. Locking it in.
3: I just read, I hope, when Lisa said the thing about the competitive uh, Oscar or the competitive award, I was like, oh, yeah, I always forget about those and all the controversy there. Like, There's a great quote from 30 Rock about Tracy Morgan interviewing Whoopi Goldberg when she like to ask her about how she did her EGOT. And he's like, but wait, this is a daytime Emmy. And she said, girls got to eat. So it <laughs> <laughs> still counts. It's a daytime Emmy, but it still counts. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure um, I went with uh, Barbara Streisand, and I wrote her whole name, so I'm going to say her whole name, <laughs> Barbara Streisand.
1: All right. So the other three are Audrey Hepburn, Rita Moreno, and Helen Hayes. Oh. oh no. <laughs> Barbara, I believe uh, has has it technically, but one of them is for a lifetime achievement. And I think that was mm-hmm. for the Tonys. Ah. So. Oh,
3: no.
2: I'm so sorry,
3: Katie. Hey,
1: it's not like I was suggesting one of the other answers. (laughs) All right. At the end of round five, Lauren and Lisa have 115 points, and Katie and Tony have 100 points. These are very good scores. So let's see what happens in round six. Your first category is Medicine Woman. Alice Ball was an African-American chemist That was the first woman and the first African-American to earn a master's degree from the University of Hawaii in 1915 and became their first female chemistry professor. She also developed the use of ethyl hydenocarpate, which was the most effective treatment for what infectious disease in the early 20th century? Can you
3: spell it?
1: No problem. Ethyl is E-T-H-Y-L. Hydnocarpate is H Y D. N-O-C-A-R-P-A-T-E.
3: Hide no carpet. I feel like I'm in a spelling bee all of a sudden. Hide <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lock in. Okay. Oh, come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I heard this, so I don't know. I just kind of naming some. Diseases uh, that I think are of the era, scarlet fever,
1: tuberculosis, measles, mumps, throwing rubella there, I
2: guess. Did you say
3: early 20th it- century?
1: Yeah, early 20th century. Tuberculosis was definitely still a thing then.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still a thing now. <laughs> well, I have yeah. to get screened for tuberculosis every yeah. year as part of my contract, because wow. it's pretty common among foreigners in Korea. Hmm.
2: Why couldn't you have gotten it and then potentially gotten treated <laughs> with eval hydrocarpate car- and then Thanks, you would know? Katie. Yeah, Tony, Thanks. why didn't you yeah. be sick? Well, no, I'm hoping that you got
3: cured. Exactly what I, I want. I'm hoping that you had um, got it and then got cured in the past tense. It's not like – when I think infectious disease, I think like – I don't know. I'm just like – well, I'm guessing it's not. I was like, oh, is it like sepsis or something? But I don't think – it's obvious it's, anything like that because we still have problems with that, you know. What if it's um,
2: leprosy? It's what? I'm sorry. What if it's leprosy?
3: Oh, my God.
2: Like, I feel like that might have still been a thing, like, oh, yeah. in, like Pacific Islands back then. And she was in Hawaii, and I there might be the a reason leopard. why that's
3: in the clue. Um, islands, right? Yeah. Oh, I kind of like that. Uh... I'm okay with it if you want to go with it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? I can't think of anything else. I, I like leprosy. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's <laughs> a sentence you never thought you'd hear, huh?
3: <laughs> it always reminds us the leprosy episode of The Simpsons is one of my favorites of all time. It's so good. Yeah, Katie, I think we should lock in with leprosy. All right, let's do it,
5: Lisa. This was all you.
4: So. Also, I looked at the clue in that as Hawaii, because Hawaii did have a leper colony, I guess that those areas, those areas were called. And even now that area has a really, really, really small population, like
1: under 80 people. So we, we went with leprosy. All right. Alice Ball developed ethyl hynocarpate for the treatment of leprosy. Oh, wow. Yay. Leprosy. Good job. Yay, leprosy. Yeah, I uh... hooray leprosy.
2: <laughs> Come on right, now. That, that that time it was your turn to or your the, the other team's turn yeah.
5: to sit there
3: as we pull the right answer <laughs> yep. out at the last second. Yeah.
2: Well no, I mean I still have to
1: give Lisa a hand. <laughs> Just a whole hand. So your next category is the pen is mightier. <laughs> the bean is mightier. Anyway. Penis yes, that's why might. I wrote it. The penis mightier. Yeah, yeah. I am to join the pen fifteen club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I made the same joke last last women. I know, <laughs> and I think
6: I did I really too. I, think to it, you yeah. did too.
1: <laughs> I actually went back and looked to make sure I wasn't using some of the same questions, uh, and I was like, oh, I did use the pen is mightier <laughs> as the gauntlet <laughs> category. Whoops. Oh well. Mary Ann Evans is the real name of the author of Middlemarch and The Mill on the Floss. She used what masculine pseudonym? We're gonna lock in. I get these two confused because I believe they
2: were both pseudonyms of uh, of women, because George Sands or George Eliot. I think they're both really
3: women. I know George Eliot for sure was okay. Um, and I that sounds right for Middlemarch. Okay. I think I would have leaned George Eliot as well, so
2: okay, if you want lock in with that.
3: Yeah, I'm good with that, Eliot. All right. Locked
1: in. Okay. Yeah, we locked in George Eliot also. Marianne Evans wrote seven novels, including Mill March and The Mill on the Floss, using the name George Eliot. <laughs>
6: Woo! Ooh.
1: And your last question before the gauntlet is in Who's That Girl?
6: Who's that girl?
1: Philippa Sue most known for originating ah. the role of Eliza Schuyler in Hamilton, also originated the title role in what 2017 Broadway musical that was based off of a 2001 film starring Audrey Tautou with the same name?
3: Ah, yeah, okay. I think I, I'll, yeah, I know what it is, but. All right,
1: great. <laughs> if you know what it is, Sounds lock good. in. Yeah, lock in. Yeah. Okay.
6: Whoosh,
5: whoosh. That was very quick. I haven't had time to get my bearings on this one yet.
4: So the, the Audrey Tattoo film that comes to mind first is Amelie, but I think that came out in the 90s because I remember watching it with my ex-husband. Um, so I'm trying to think what else, what other new musicals came out in Broadway in uh, 2017. Um I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not a super Broadway
5: person either.
4: <sighs> there was, I mean, especially that it was based on a film. Although these days, Broadway, everything's based on films, it seems. I'm trying to think what else Audrey Tattoo might have been in. Yeah, I don't, I'm,
5: I'm not coming up with anything in
4: particular. Um,
5: Me either. I'm honestly even drawing a blank on Audrey Tattoo because I'm just, it's not my... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong on the dates. I I just don't remember
4: a musical, you know, um, based on Amelie or however it's pronounced. I'm probably saying it wrong. Forgive me if this is stupid. Was she in Chocolat? She was. That sounds a little bit better for timing. We can go with that because I've got nothing else.
5: You know, and chocolate's always good.
4: Good thought. Yeah, that's a good thought. Let's lock that in.
5: Okay, we're gonna go chocolate. Okay.
3: Well, I was in middle school when this movie came out, so if that makes you feel any better, Lisa, <laughs> um, we put we said Amelie. Uh,
1: huh. I was also in middle school when this. Uh, <laughs> I think movie you and I are out. the same age, Carmela. We might be. <laughs> um, the movie I am looking for uh, was in French, and it was called <sighs> Amelie. Oh. That's okay. Yay. That's that's
3: the one with all the photo booths, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh. one of my favorite movies I, of all time. All
1: right. So that is the end of the rounds. So going into the gauntlet, uh, the gap has been closed quite a bit. Uh, Lisa and Lauren have one hundred and thirty-five points, and Katie and Tony have one hundred and thirty points. <laughs> so your gauntlet category is share album titles. Oh, right.
3: <laughs> no. Okay, just kidding. It's going to be great. Okay, just a second. I got to do some math. I'm so bad at this. All
1: right, we've locked our way, in. <laughs> All right, We're All right. locked it. All right. So, I'm doing something a little bit different for the gauntlet. Great. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a description of a word or words that will correspond with the name of a share album. Does that make sense?
5: Yes. Okay.
1: Mm, Okay. So I'm going to read the first one, and you'll kind of see what I mean. The plural form of a body comprised of high densities of hydrogen and helium that give off enormous amounts of light and heat. We're locked, right? Yeah, we got the thumbs up. Yeah, we're locked in. Yeah, locked, locked in. in. All right. The name of an ABBA song that was released in 1976 and was their only number 1 hit in the United States. Okay. Oh, we're locked in. Locked in. Yep. Did she do
4: a Mamma Mia album? Didn't didn't isn't she in the new movie or
5: something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I that's all I have for that. No. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Okay, I
1: was thinking too hard. Locked in. Thank you. Welcome. And your last one is, it's it's a three-part. So, an outdated term for Romani people, a 19th century colloquial term for a homeless person, and people that take things that don't belong to them. We're locked in. Yeah, we're, um, yes? Yep. Yeah. Yes. We're locked in, too. All right, so I'll read them again, and you guys will actually give me your answers. The plural form of a body comprised of high densities of hydrogen and helium that give off enormous amounts of light and heat. Lisa and Lauren. This was the only one that I was
5: like, I couldn't directly correlate it with a share album, but the, the question, the only thing that made sense was stars. So we said stars.
1: Okay. Tony and Katie? He we said also stars. said stars. All right. The name of an ABBA song released in 1976 that was their only U.S. hit, or number one hit. Tony, what did you say?
3: Uh, Dancing Queen. I'm like 100% sure it's a Cher album, so Mm. I hope it's that one.
5: (laughs) Lisa and Lauren? Uh, We said Mamma Mia because Cher was in the latest
1: Mamma Mia, and again, I at least couldn't pinpoint it to any Cher album. Okay. And the last one, uh, an outdated term for Romani people, a 19th century colloquial term for a homeless person, and people that take things that don't belong to them. Lauren and Lisa? Lisa? Yeah, we said gypsies, tramps, and thieves. And Tony and Katie?
3: Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. (laughs) That's all I got. Yep.
2: The, All right. The uh, the song that my mother infin- infamously did at a office holiday party at karaoke and my dad right. left without her.
6: <gasps> oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> it's
2: a story that still gets told to this day. That's
1: funny. <laughs> That's great.
2: <laughs> because of the song or because of how she performed it? Um, probably probably more the latter. My, I get oh, my singing ability oh. from my mom, let's just say. That's
5: yeah, one of my go-to um, karaoke songs. Yeah.
3: Me too. In yeah. Bang here in Korea, we just, yeah, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves is so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So the plural form of a body comprised of high densities of hydrogen and helium is stars. The outdated term for Romani people, 19th century uh, term for homeless person, and people who take things don't belong to them is Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. And the 1976 ABBA song that reached number one in the U.S. was Dancing Queen. Woo! Good job, guys. Oops. So we were Very close. Very good. Very good. We were close going in. So Lisa and Lauren, what did you wager?
5: We went big and we
1: wagered 126 points. 126 <gasps> points. So that brings you down to... Nine. Nine points. All right. Nine. Nine. <laughs> and exactly where we wanted to be. Yes. And Katie and Tony, what did you guys wager?
3: We didn't know. I went the reason I briefly left is I went to go get my bag of dice and uh, rolled a D twenty. So we wagered sixteen. Okay. So. Which is a decent bet for yeah, us anyway. Yeah. But.
1: Uh so that brings you up to 146. I also carry two sets of dice Ooh. around with me everywhere, mostly for I that have purpose. The <laughs> whole bag. Oh yeah. my god. So at the end of the game it is 146 to nine katie and tony win the come from behind victory
3: (laughs) feels good feels good that was an excellent game and and that's all thanks to your
2: dancing queen knowledge tony thank you (laughs) yeah i had no idea about that one
3: would uh dancing queen itself was huge in my family like uh, my grandma lived on a lake and we had this like pontoon and me and my cousin would take the, like the sticks that held the like pontoon cover up and, <laughs> and sing dancing queen on the pontoon. And like, <laughs> um, I knew how big of a hit it was and you know, I'm from Minnesota and there's a lot of Swedes and we like our ABBA, so.
2: <laughs> and you have, and therefore you have to live on a lake if you're yes. from <laughs> That's yeah, true. If you're Minnesota, That's there's a, trip. there's a lake it's, uh, nearby. It's a
3: lot. <laughs>
1: Well, ladies, that was the women's episode. Yay. So we did it. Done. Yay. I guess we can let Jonathan back in. Thank you. No. Mm. I mean, if we <laughs> want to. No. He's going to stay just gonna, downstairs. Just going to vocal you just, fry Is there a
3: door? <laughs> is there a door, Carmella?
1: No, there's not a door. There's a set of stairs that go downstairs. Mm. So into oh. the kitchen. But before we go, definitely want to let everyone uh, have a chance to do any shout outs, any causes they want to promote, anything they want to talk about. So Lisa, let's start with you.
4: Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to two amazing women in my family. One is my niece, Emily, who's graduating college in May and has her first job already lined up at Disney World. And she's very excited about that. (laughs) And also my grandmother who in March will turn hundred and four. Oh my god. So shout, wow. shout out to grandma. Still lives lives on her own, very independent. So so she's living history right there. Let's give
1: it up for grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: awesome. Thank you. Katie? Yeah, I, it's, it's uh, come up a couple of times uh, in the game already today, but uh, I do a mail-order trivia competition a couple of times a year called The Inkling. The current one is out right now, so you'll have to wait a few months uh, to play that. But uh, you can find information at inklingtrivia.com.
1: All right. And thank you for having me. You are welcome. Love The Inkling. I am mean, I'm, I'm excited to get my package in the mail. I know it just went out. So, <laughs> and Tony.
3: I just want to thank you. I had a really good time. Um, I will be heading maybe back to bed Yeah, shortly, you should definitely go take a nap. Uh, for a nap. <laughs> I mean, it's almost 6 a.m. It's almost time to wake up anyway. But yeah, but it's Sunday. <clears throat> it is. It's Sunday. Because I'm in the future. <laughs> I want to just uh, give a shout out. To, you know, living in South Korea, I don't get an opportunity to play pub quiz a lot. But I really like to get my fix through Trivial Warfare and other trivia podcasts. Also, just want to give a shout out to my sad team who doesn't play when I'm not there back in Minnesota. Blacklight Attack, composed of my <laughs> my mother, my second cousin, my mom's friend Chris, and my best friend Alex. So, um, give a shout out to them and. Have your pet spayed or neutered? Yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The only thing I'm going to say is hello to my brand new niece Cecilia Jo Carey, mm. who was Hi, born Cecilia. two months ago.
1: Congratulations, John! Yeah,
5: she's a precious little peanut.
1: Yeah, she's super cute. I saw she's the pictures, an actual cute baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's
5: not one of she those babies like where you like look an and go, man. bless her heart. Yeah, it's not. A, no. <laughs> this is like a legitimately cute baby.
1: She's going to look like me. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up here for the women's episode. So for Lauren, for Katie, for Tony, and for Lisa, I'm Carmela. And this has been Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia. It's war. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Trivial Warfare. To learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself, visit TrivialWarfare.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, find it at propodcastingservices.com.
5: Yeah, so we're just going to have to make sure we remember to talk about what we secretly talked about out loud. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be a thing. So, so is, is this the first time ever doing it like this? Yeah, like, we this we, we never do it like this. So okay. either oh. uh, every, we have a team in the room or a solo play in the room and then people online or yeah, right. we've never done it this way. So this is going to be different. Women are the guinea pigs. Of course we are, <laughs> because we can handle it.
2: That's why we <laughs> can do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, it's going to go flawless this time, and the next time you try to try it with a bunch of dudes, it's, no, just it's gonna, not going
5: to going to fall
3: apart. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> I like that all this dude bashing is like recorded at the beginning. Anyway, yeah, whatever.
3: <laughs> I just swore so it's going to be That empty other
4: month?
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how Jonathan starts the show. You think I'd remember after four years? Welcome back
5: to another episode of Trivial Warfare. Oh, I it. am Jonathan Oakes, and no, I'm not.
1: <laughs> Joel's going to have a real fun time editing this. Okay.
3: Excuse me. Yeah, Nelson is a, is a floor sleeper, mm-hmm. too. My mom sent this, like, really nice handmade fleece bed from the United States for him, and he won't touch it. Like, he... Is weirds him out or something like he sometimes he'll like grab it by his m- mouth and like drag it around the house like a dog cool. would to a, a stuffed toy but he won't sit in it it's like i have a grateful little prick like
2: <laughs> i have a bunch of cat beds that went entirely unused until we got a dog <laughs> the dogs the dog uses the cat beds and she like hangs out the side of them she's like just barely bigger than the cats yeah like your uh, dog's almost cat size <laughs> yeah so then i got a dog bed so she could like stretch out and no she still old. sleeps in the cat beds the mm-hmm. cats however love the big dog
1: bed so see it all worked out <laughs> everybody's happy <laughs> just, everybody, yeah, they're all
3: happy though
1: <laughs> troy and bella sleep wherever they want
5: <laughs> troy and bella sleep in bed with me yeah <laughs> troy's my little cuddle buddy Like he gets to a point like he'll he'll I'll have to... I'll Forget be under, Daniel. No, Troy. No, no, it's true. It's true. I have to pick up the covers and Troy kind of sneaks under and like curls up like right at the small of my back. And I'm telling you what, there's nothing like just like a big, warm, sleeping Doberman to make you feel like... Like I'll never be cold
1: again. I'll never be cold. And if
5: somebody were to break in, they would have a rude awakening.
1: Yeah, they'd have a real big surprise. Real big. Two big ones. Yeah
5: really is weird to message each other back and forth with Canada this. I isn't it? It's odd. Because <laughs> I feel like, in some ways, talking, saying things out loud gets you to the point where it's like you're typing, you're a little more <laughs> editing yourself down yeah. a little bit. So, this is interesting.
1: There's vodka in there, that water bottle. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a vodka soda. It's not. It's not Soda Stream water. <laughs> soda Stream. I, I have. I have. I know. I, know. I
5: have grapefruit flavor in it though. Ooh.
1: It's fancy. Yeah, it is fancy.
5: I love being able to carbonate it.
1: Will.
3: It's a strange amount of power that you get with being able to carbonate things that <laughs> way. Well. Seriously.
5: Mm-hmm. And then when you take it off the machine, it sounds like like, like the doors of a spaceship opening. It's like shh uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's it. One time yeah. I carbonated too much and it just <laughs> I it off. It's like <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Troy's like, Mom, you're all wet. <laughs> Then he's licking it off the floor. Why does this water hurt my tongue? No.
3: My dog. You no.
5: Know. Oh, my God.
3: Wait, are they locked in? Yeah, they are. are
5: yeah, we are. <laughs> We're locked in. That's what I was saying when I said I was going to poop. am going to lock. <laughs> How does it get lock- poop from lock?
1: Because I think you type the word poop a lot. I do. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Lisa, what kind of, uh, of what what kind of fountain pen are you using cuz I'm I'm sitting over here also with a fountain pen. <laughs>
6: so
2: My husband as I mentioned is
4: out at a pen show leaving me alone today and you know shows. that episode of the Simpsons where Homer buys Marge a bowling ball. So <gasps> oh, my it. husband buys me the pen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Those are incredible. That's
4: and, so I, this one, I think, is a lamy And okay. this one is a little custom shop. This this one we call the
1: unicorn barf pen.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's it. apropos.
1: <laughs> All uh, right. So what do you have? Uh, it's a, a,
2: a Twisby Eco. <laughs> yeah. I have... I have a few sitting around here. They're all clear though. I, I like the clear ones.
4: <laughs> Please do. I, oh, I do too. And
2: do do not take any offense that I called him a pen nerd. I no no. I, I don't think anyone here is going to be offended by the word nerd. <laughs> no no. <laughs> or even so that, pen. That word has been thoroughly <gasps> taken. I have, back. T-
1: I have tons of pens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>